Hi, I'm Daniel Spear. And I am James Suazo. And you're listening. And you're listening to Long <laughs> <laughs> And you're listening to Long Beach Seasme, a podcast presented in collaboration with Forth.org. Show me what developer scams look like. This is what developer scams look like. Whoop 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 So last time we left off, we were talking about housing and all of these like Mm -hmm. wild, like how developers come into the city and just wreak havoc and how our city leaders have historically just like laid over, bent over backwards for all these developers. What you want? You want taxpayer money (laughs) to pay for your profit margins and shit? Like, Like, oh, great. Cool. Like, I give it up easily, but these fools just (laughs) really (laughs) going in there. (laughs) 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 Really (laughs) desperate (laughs) for it. All right. All right. Kevin Flores is back with us in the studio. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Ready to ruin our mood. We had some (laughs) horrible bedtime stories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was gonna. (laughs) (laughs) They're never happy. Stories can ruin me anytime. Oh yeah, yeah. James does like being ruined. (laughs) We're so excited to dig back in into the next leg of the story. Yeah. And so last time you walked us through like this kind of like historical wild, wild story about how the city has just like bent over backwards for developers, right? And now we're gonna go like we're gonna like speed up like mm-hmm. into the present day, right? Yeah. Uh, fast forward just a couple, what, sixty years? Oh uh, yeah, I think what last time we left off in the uh, early twenty 20- Tens, I want to say. Something like that. Oh, okay. yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. You don't remember. Years. You don't remember. <laughs> that's all about right. 60 years. Yeah. 60 years. Yeah. Oh, no. 2005. Again, whatever. Right? <laughs> oh, God. It's so much. Swiss it's cheese so brand years. I know. Oh, I know. So, yeah, I, we're going to we're gonna dig back into that, right? And yeah. you, got a, you got a really juicy story for us. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So in the first part of this episode, we talked about how Long Beach has this like long history of giving handouts and tax breaks yeah. to politically connected real estate interests, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, we also talked about how this ends up socializing the risks taken by big businesses, and you mm-hmm. know, that, sh- that ends up shifting the burden over to taxpayers um, of those risks. And then at the same time, the rewards end up going solely to the wealthy people that run these enterprises. Yeah. And right, like this adherence to crony capitalism has led to a bunch of bad public investments and arrangements that the city has entered. So like the people who are rich are getting richer and yeah. the people who are poor are getting poorer. We lo- it. We, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the podcast. Yeah. That's it. It's, uh, yeah. la vie, I guess. You know? <laughs> people lose their homes. People lose their homes. And they're lucky if they get like whatever a two hundred dollar voucher for yeah. fucking Pier One Imports, like, yeah. and then you, you know that's it. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's no help for people that are getting displaced like this. Right, and so like the the thing is like ba- when we talked about the history of this going, you know that this is a pattern that we've seen decade after decade. Um, you know we. we Talked a little bit about how they were super open about this, right? Mm. Back back in the day. Yeah, they were just telling everybody and their mom yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, get They're, the poor out yeah. and bring, bring in the, the plan, higher income people. Yeah, and, I think the plan was named Fuck You Poor People. We want to build a skyscraper. <laughs> like, that's what it was blamed at front. Yeah. Now we hide that in like page 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So now we've got like, now this is done in a little bit sneakier, I think. And so today we're going to talk about. 
uh, a very recent and very controversial uh, real estate transaction that the city entered into last year mm. um, that fell into this very pattern. Yeah. And, you know, it's something I spent an entire summer looking into and it resulted in this lengthy investigation that we published on 4th. Yeah, it's really clear, right? Real simple, real right A thank, and B connections, you know? Like, thank, oh, thank you, Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dedication. Was, oh my yeah. gosh. It was a miserable scene. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of a pandemic, too. So. Oh, my God. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, that's true. I guess so we're looking can... at a scandal, right? Like some type of like uh, bad deal. What would you I call? I wouldn't even say it raised to the level of the scandal, scandal. Because, it, well, in, in terms of <laughs> on like. Our, on our bad thing meter? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. Just more in terms of that. I don't know that it got the attention that oh. it probably deserved. Oh. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. We wrote this big, you know, I wrote this big expose. And. I, you know, I think, and we'll get into some of the like effects that it may have caused, but I don't think there was much outrage, right? Mm. Like, and you know, and, and so that's something we'll get into later on. But okay. um, so why don't you tell us the basics of what you found out? Yeah, yeah. So the main points that folks need to know here at the top of the show is like that the deal involved the purchase of a large apartment building called the Ocean Air in downtown. Ocean Air. Um, oh yeah, the Ocean Air. Ocean Air. Ocean Air. Right, and that building was um, purchased by something called the Joint Powers Authority, which JPA for short. Okay. And, right, like I'll get into exactly what that means a little later in the okay, show. Okay, okay. Um, but just know that for now. Okay, tucking uh, that away. Yeah. yeah, in the back of and my mind. And so the the building. This is the ocean air. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the ocean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a it's a 216 unit apartment complex close to where Ocean Boulevard meets Pine Avenue in downtown. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and across from where Rock Bottom used to be. Hey, oh, yeah. already know. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. that giant penny, right? That we all love. Oh, oh great, God. love oh. it. Love a big penny. <laughs> And, you know, I've walked past that park every day, you know, for a while, you know, back in college. And I was like, you know what needs to be here? A giant fucking penny. That would really tie the <laughs> whole park not. together. He said he stole your idea. You should get yeah, that. he stole. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like many of the these like so-called luxury buildings that have been springing up all over downtown, mm. it's, it's one of these properties that provides like pretty basic living quarters, but is packed with amenities. Okay. And these, these amenities are, are cheap to build. But they allow um, a developer to slap the word luxury on all their marketing material and then just charge higher rents. What kind of amenities are we talking about here? Like chocolate um, water fountains? What? Like. <laughs> I believe, if I remember correctly, it had like uh, wine dispensers in the lobby. Ooh, yeah. just for use? My back is arched. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. Take me to the ocean air. <laughs> okay, honestly, I know this building. It's yeah. really pretty. It's I think pretty? it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty lights. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty light. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I know. Sometimes you can look at a building, though, and go like, mm, that's not for me, is it? <laughs> Sometimes you see a building, you're like, that's uh, mm, that's going to be too rich for my blood. Yeah, but I think your point that these lu- these kinds of luxury buildings have popped up so much across downtown Long Beach, right? Yes. Like, it's not even just this one corner. It's just every pocket of yeah. downtown, right? Yeah, yep. Yep, and so so the pretense of this entire deal was that the ocean air would get turned into affordable housing for Ooh, middle mm. class. Re- yeah, it sounds great, right? Yeah. For, Wait, for, well, finish your sentence. Sorry. For middle class residents, so like think police officers, firefighters, and teachers. Oh, that, that's what affordable it was. Affordable for police officers, firefighters, and teachers. What is that? <laughs> How much money? What's a uh, hold on? What's affordable to those folks? That's that's middle class. That's firmly in my brain. That's firmly middle class. Like yes. If you got yes. those jobs, that's, that's exactly what this was. You know, marketed as is like okay. this deal is going to create uh, housing for you know this this like working class mm. segment of the population that usually 
doesn't really qualify for like traditional affordable housing, oh. but is like priced mm. out of usually like the things like the ocean air, right? Like mm-hmm. usually they wouldn't be able to afford luxury housing, you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. luxury housing. So like there's that gap in the market. Oh, mm. no one's thinking about the middle guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It sounds fishy and I can't explain okay. why. It already yeah. is. I feeling you're going to tell us. It's already. Some red flags here, right? <laughs> it's yeah. already like, okay, we got to make some shit for uh, poor people. Not that, not, not that poor. Yeah, like I would have, I would have swiped on this profile. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. All right, so so there is a kicker. Yeah, there's one kicker here. (gasps) What are we defining? Yeah, right. So an exchange, the city would not collect property tax on the building through the term of the deal, and the term of the deal is gonna. It's supposed to span between fifteen to thirty years. Um, and so if you look at over three decades of not collecting that tax, it amounts to about $43 million of public funds. They're just, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But <laughs> why would you as a city be uh, like, I'm going to leave that on the table. I'm going to leave $43 million on the table. Like, right. Why so, would you do so, that? So, I mean, this is supposedly being sold as like, there is a public benefit here. Yeah. And that is the rents are going to be decreased so that you can provide housing to this like segment of the population. Okay. This segment of middle class, quote unquote. Yes. So yeah, as I started like digging into this last summer, yeah. um, what I found was pretty pretty incredible. Okay. Um, so this thing was essentially a sweetheart deal uh, that had been peddled to the city council mm. uh, by a development company that's a major political donor okay. and whose executives are, are very chummy with certain local elected officials. Since when did Joanne the Scammer get involved in local government? <laughs> like this, this, this is... Chummy. This is a lot of math, a lot of numbers. I'm yeah. not gonna do in my head, right? But I feel like, like this ev- sounds like a scam. I feel like every question I ask will unravel like six more <laughs> questions, and so I feel like I'm not sure, like even where to start. Like yeah. all, all the questions that are coming to mind are like, okay, so who is chummy with who? Why are they doing that? Like, right. what are the real motivations? Like, right, what's right, going right. that? Um, and is there any pushback so, from anyone? Yeah, so so we're gonna peel this back like an onion. Just okay. So okay. hopefully all your answers will get. <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> sorry, sorry, all your yeah. questions will get answered. All my yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I'm Shrek, so, Shrek this bitch and peel this Shrek back like this an onion. Bitch. <laughs> so, there, so, so James, answer your question. There was some pushback. Okay. Um, yeah. So the city. Wait, thumb, 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 a little bit. There's a little bit of pushback. I don't think we're losing enough money. <laughs> uh, the city actually hired a consultant to independently review the deal. Oh, okay. Okay. So here comes a consultant. This time the consultant actually drafted a, a pretty critical report. Oh, um, okay. We like. But it was it was ultimately suppressed by the city manager. We don't like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but I was able to eventually get a hold of this document and like was pretty like it gobsmacked by by what it showed. Wow. So in okay. very so first of all, like the the, the sort of high level um, criticism that they gave was that it, that it it this deal was not in the public interest. Mm. Okay, because so the whole argument for like let's lose forty three million is because it was for the public good. And, yeah, so that, and the first sentence of this report is like not ain't no exactly. it's not. <laughs> so like straight off the bat, it was like. No, this is this is not going to help the public. So okay. why are you doing it? Okay. Um, so and the reason for that is because the amount of housing affordability that would be created by this deal, mm-hmm. like in, in dollar terms, mm-hmm. was going to be much less than the amount of property tax that the, that the you know city and the county and the school district were yeah. going to lose. Could in theory use for other public goods. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the way the consultant put it when I talked to him was that the city was giving up a dollar to get forty cents back. Oh God. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that. That's not good. Yeah, no. That no. although to be fair, that is about like what inflation is now this year. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like me managing my own budget, but like yeah. I'm not fiscally responsible. Yeah, but you're not saying. Don't worry, everybody. It's right. for a public good. <laughs> you buy stuff for yourself. <laughs> me going to this cannabis shop is public. It's good. a public good, everyone. Yeah. Anyway, because <laughs> you pissed away dollars. <laughs> So that covers some of the basics. Uh, like, you know, you you kind of gave us a, a lay of the land here with this this deal, this mm-hmm, scam, mm-hmm. this scheme, right? Right, this, I give you a dollar, you city. give me 40 cents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I figured, I get, yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah. So before we get into the juicy stuff, like, oh you know, juicy, like, like J-O-O-S-E-Y. Yeah, juicy. that's how you spell it, dude. Right, put that. <laughs> the only way I spell it. Put that on sweatpants. Yeah, I'm a goddamn American. So that's let's pull I... back a bit, pull back a bit, peel some of these, this, this onion and talk God. about the context of housing landscape in Long Beach. Because it doesn't seem like, you know, we're not in a housing crisis. We're not desperate for housing in any way right now, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Have you looked at your rent? Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm glad you bring that up, James, because that is an important backdrop to understand why this deal is, one, so controversial, but also how it was able to exploit the housing crisis to make it. You know, mm. politically convenient and able to like politicians to sell this to to the mm. public. Oh, there's a lot of exploitation going in here. I already know it. Sure is. <laughs> Good God. So first, let's talk about the severe affordability uh, crisis in our city right now. Right, like people are losing their housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially since the pandemic, it's it's only accelerated. Yeah. Um, so we have some recent data on homelessness, right? The, the city, the, their most recent point in time homeless oh, count. Right? Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. Mm. So the the results of it were that there was a 68% increase in homelessness in Long Beach over the last Oof. year alone. Um, and a 380% increase in people living in their cars. Oh, my God. Staggering numbers. Yeah. You know, this this kind of vehicular homelessness, yeah. um, it, it's closely tied to unaffordable rents and housing insecurities. You know, these mm. are people who, like— Live in their cars, and and sometimes they they have a, like steady income. They have right, jobs, but right. they're just been this like recently displaced, or they just can't afford rent right, in our city. Right, right. And oftentimes it's not enough just to have one job. I mean, right. if it's not a job that's paying living wage, right? And sure to isn't be for able me. To afford, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's wild, yeah. you know. And I think people don't often like I tell other friends, you know, like poverty is so violent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even when you're just like barely making enough, it's still not enough just to live, yeah. right? Yeah, and um, so you know that's that's pretty like that's pretty sobering, um, just to sort of understand that 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 people in our city right now are mm-hmm. just they're parking their cars on the curb and they're like just living in their car and yeah. you know, that like that that it's not as dangerous as living on you know on on the streets but it's still you know that still can lead to like getting parking tickets to being right. like harassed by police Hell to like yeah. getting yeah. your car Hell broken yeah. into and you know like if you get enough tickets, your car, you know, ends up getting towed and then, you right. know, like it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it leads to a like downward spiral. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's why we're providing housing, right? Yeah. That's why we got the ocean right. air, dude. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And so like every, every, so every indicator we have shows that Long Beach and, and this is true of, of pretty much every major city in the state right now uh-huh. is not producing enough affordable housing to prevent people uh, from falling into homelessness sure. or living with rent burdens. Sure ain't. What does rent burdened mean? So that means that um, a household is paying more than 30% of their income to their housing costs. Mm. 
Mm. I feel like that's a lot of people. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rent burdened myself here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got it almost feels roommates. like we need to change that metric because yeah. I feel like that's that's so many people. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's so it's about like half of renters in the whole state. God wow. Um, and so to give you an idea of just like how slow Long Beach has gotten at producing just like not even just affordable housing but just like any housing Mm -hmm. uh since 2010 only 1622 residential units have been built in the city to put that into perspective about three times that amount like almost 4500 new homes were built in the prior decade so we're we're not we're not building slowing down we're We're, slowing down we're bottlenecking oh man Mm. so that i mean i'm just like piecing that all together because that just means like even when you're slowing down producing and providing housing like then it's going to be really slim pickings depending on like yeah. the you know your economics right oh, and sure. what income level you prioritize for people right right, yeah. right. and i mean after this is all you're saying all these facts and i'm like yeah that sounds right that mm-hmm. sounds right with my own experience that sounds right with everybody i know's experience you know even people that get like quote unquote good jobs you know right. are still trying to make ends meet or have roommates i'm going to i'm 31 years old i have two roommates and it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future like that's just how it is like mm-hmm. the days of like not living with you know with 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 not having to finesse some type of housing like that yeah. like those are gone dude. Yeah. and that's across the board you hear about people getting on section eight like 30 years after they applied like shit like that these are the stories that are just like right you know you, you told me all those numbers and i'm like yeah like you, you told me <laughs> that sounds right yeah right right and and this has been going on for a while I, even before the pandemic you know i did a lot mm-hmm. of reporting around housing and mm-hmm. Um, we saw like you know some of the some of the effects like ne- very negative effects of the downtown plan and how that squeezed out a lot of people. Hell um, yeah! We keep talking about the downtown plan and it will be its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> so to give us some idea of how this is translated as far as rents go, some figures we have from December 2021 that mm. um, were presented in the Long Beach Regional Economic Update, which is this report that's put together by a, a professor at Cal State Long Beach, um, an economic economics professor mm-hmm. um so that report shows that depending on what part of the city you live in mm-hmm. your rent has well you're lucky if your rent has increased 21 percent because lucky. other <sighs> parts of long beach that's what i kept saying to myself when my rent increased i was like i'm so lucky <laughs> <laughs> there are zip codes in long beach there's there's one zip code in long beach where rent has gone up by 46 percent. depending on what part of the city you live in the report shows that your rent increased from anywhere between 21 to 46 percent in the last five years so if your rent increased by 21 percent it's a low end you're lucky yeah yeah, yeah. winner winner chicken dinner oh fuck yeah dude (laughs) only 21 percent chicken nuggets dinner yeah and like this is this this, (laughs) what was that (laughs) let that fly you can get a fancy chicken dinner but you can get chicken nuggets james is having a stroke mcdonald's brought back the 40 piece those have been really excited about that (laughs) it's okay but we'll get papa i know you're hungry i know you're hungry (laughs) so this is this is an issue that's it's very important to long beach voters there's a there's a poll recently Mm, that was taken during this last election cycle and it showed that over 40 percent of long beach voters believe homelessness and cost of housing is their number one issue yeah Great, I would freaking hope so. Yeah, and I dude. think that like anytime you have a crisis, like obviously political leaders are going to want an easy and splashy slam dunk to win, yeah. right? So like that's fertile, and that I think this fertile ground for like scammers and people just to continue 
exploiting the situation for their own gain, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, so in, in 2019, you start seeing these, like, quote-unquote, workforce housing deals popping up all across the state where these luxury apartments, just like the Ocean Air, are being turned into what's supposedly affordable housing, right? And you see Ooh. Anaheim, Carson, Glendale, they all get in on this. And so in 2021, Long Beach does too. I don't have a good feeling about this because hearing workforce housing, <laughs> yeah. like it sounds like it's like when the landlords rename themselves housing providers. Oh, dude. Right? Like, dude. oh, we're housing providers. We're housing You're providers. a landlord. You suck yeah. the blood out of everybody else. Come on. <laughs> we're job not, creators. Yeah, job yeah, job yeah, creators. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. We're not leeches. We're blood transfusionists. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm not a parasite. I'm a I'm a close to humanoid sucker. Okay, I'm hungry. I want more details. You hungry? So fill in, fill in some of that. <laughs> give, us some, give us some more of these. You hungry chicken nuggets? Are you hungry? Are you hungry for Popeyes? <laughs> <laughs> fill in some of the details of what happened with this deal. Like, yeah, who, who's involved? Okay, so we already people. said. All right, so context. Let me just you know, sum up what Kevin said. Housing sucks right now, and it's too expensive. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> you, you took like you took like 15 minutes. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah, it. I figured yeah, it out. Yeah, we'll just cut out everything I said. We'll just yeah, yeah. Uh, so of course like we mentioned before the city of long beach is one of the parties in this deal okay uh the other one of the other parties is uh waterford property the waterford property company waterford property company so they're the fools that are doing the swindle and they're yeah maybe or they have a hand in the swindle all right there's a lot of movies and shakers who is waterford yeah who who is Waterford? waterford so this is a development company okay um that's that, that it's based in Newport and it, Newport oh, Beach Newport Beach I already don't Ooh. trust them <laughs> I already don't trust those motherfuckers <laughs> um, say no more <laughs> and the, you know the company is a big player in the real estate market here in Long mm-hmm. Beach they own mm-hmm. a bunch of major properties including the City Place Shopping Center where Jean Machine is located oh right. oh, love that yeah, yeah. Jean Machine <laughs> yeah and, and, and the One World Trade Center right y'all know what uh, that is oh the yeah, whole yeah yeah on Ocean yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and the co-founders are, are two guys named John Drakeman and Sean Rawson. And okay. remember that name because we're going to come back to Mr. Rawson later in the episode. Okay. So why the Ocean Air building in the first place? Why the Ocean Air, Ocean Air, Ocean Air? Shh. Uh, well, you know, there, <laughs> there's not really a direct answer to that. But one of the things that, you know, was being speculated about by, by some of the people I talked to for the story mm-hmm. was that the Ocean Air was was just another one of these luxury apartment developments that were just overbuilt in a downtown. Like, there's just so many of them, right? And yeah. so yeah. it was having some trouble leasing up um, when it was first built. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going in there. Yeah. If you're if you're new to Long Beach, do you know that it's just, like, all those buildings downtown are fucking empty, nice-ass condos that's, like, are just sitting there and have been sitting there for, for nobody because Virgin Mobile never came and yeah. fucking built their shit. Uh, so the developer of of the Ocean Air, uh, it's a company called Lennar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some speculation that they are losing money on their investment here. And so, you know, Waterford and the CSCDA came along and said, uh, you know, we'll take this off your hands and Ooh. and and bail you out, right? It, it would be a bailout because if Lennar is losing money, then yeah. they are going to be paid a very high, high amount for this building because it's all being paid by bond money, right? Yeah. So, like, there's no incentive for the CSCDA to, to, like, to negotiate a price that's probably, like, more commensurate to where the ocean air is in terms of, like, you know, leases. So let me tell you a little bit more about Waterford. So they have okay. a history of 
buying up apartment buildings and then jacking up the rents. Um, and I then that. Yeah. I feel like every development, like development, quote unquote, like bit company is usually doing some shit like that. Yeah. So in the, in, in the process of doing this, they've displaced a bunch of low income tenants here in Long Beach. Mm. And in one particular building they bought on Cedar Avenue, uh, there was over a dozen families that were kicked out. <gasps> I remember this. Yeah. They had a, I know there was like a Cedar resistance, right? Yeah. 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 When was this? 2010s? Ooh, no, this was in 20, God, I want to say 2019. Oh, it's shit. such a, okay. it's we'll a, it's a so late story though. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 You say that. I will do it. Okay. <laughs> she comes through. She comes through. Okay, so that's Waterford, right? Yeah. Um, so the other main party in the steel is um, is the California Statewide Communities Development Authority. Right. And that's the that joint powers authority that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's like what? CSCDA. <laughs> yeah. like I know how my parents feel yeah. when I tell yeah. them the LGBTQ. Yeah, go ahead. The skida, for short. Yeah, yeah. You smell? Are you smelling colors now? Your brain shorts are getting. Yeah, yeah. I can taste blue. So that all sounds like a bunch of mama jumper, right? But this thing, this JPA, is it's pretty simple actually. So it's it's when two or more public entities, like two cities or two agencies, they come together. Together because they have like a common goal that they want to. Because they love each other. Yeah, right? yeah. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a little, <laughs> when it's a little a capitalist know. loves another capitalist. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> and they make they go, a merger. Mmm, yeah, they go, mmm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're both boys. And it can be more. Well, it can be more than two cities. Or, or two public agencies. You can have like hundreds, right, involved oh, in these Oh, yeah, we're polyamorous. We get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Understood. <laughs> and so, you know, they come together in, in this arrangement to like implement a program, deliver a service, or mm. like build a new facility. And, mm. and this is usually done because it's just like more cost effective mm. to do this together. Right. Right. And so the, the CSCDA is, is technically the one that purchased the ocean air. And in order to make that purchase, they used a $121 million municipal bond. I remember mm. this. Stefan taught us about bonds. Yeah, like, retaining information. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so we can insert the clip here, right? Of of, of, of Stefan explaining bonds. bonds. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Him to explain it I, mean, three I don't have times. to do that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go listen to the Robert Garcia episode. <laughs> yeah, so you can learn about bonds. Go listen. I can put it in here. I can always drop it in. Bonds are, and then Stefan will talk, and then yeah, right. So the, the so it's the Joint Powers Authority, the SCDA, that pulls the bonds, right, to buy the building. Yeah. Yes. Yes. On behalf of Long Beach, but they're the ones. Yeah. They're, they're the ones. Okay. That are the, yeah. The so they're the sugar daddy. In this, there's a lot of movers yeah. and shakers yeah. in this bad boy. This okay. is a wild throuple. Yeah, Just putting that out there. Honestly, worst blunt rotation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So, so okay. So we have this housing crisis, and then so we have these types of deals that sp- keep springing up around, all around the state, and they're kind of like sold to the public and sold to elected officials as like, here's a solution mm-hmm. um, to house all these like middle income people yeah. who, who mm. are just struggling so hard to find housing, right? That you're, te- yeah. you're you know, your, your teachers, officers, your, your police officers, officers, your firefighters. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so right. The million dollar question now is like, so did they result in affordable housing being created? Right, so that's they did, that's, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. it solved the housing crisis. Yeah. Oh, they, they, did. They, they did it, Joe. Yeah. Right? We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. 
Um, so no, so, it, it, it it did not do that. No. Um, so then, what are the alleged benefits? From yeah, this? like who's oh, who's middle, middle income housing? Program? Yeah, who's in there? What's going on? Okay, so the, the consultants like explicitly told the city in that report that we mentioned yeah. that mm-hmm. that the deal would only result in a very modest and very modest rent reductions. Mm, okay. um, and and then moreover, the the level of risk involved in these deals could eventually jeopardize even that like small amount of mm. rent reduction that was created. Oh. Wait, so you, you made this, you made, so the Ocean Air is built, you make it, and then uh, this report comes out and says, like, hey, this isn't not going to help people, and even the people that it does help, down the road, it's not going to help them either, right? Yeah, because of market conditions, those rent reductions could yeah. eventually evaporate, and then the city, and we'll get into the sort of lack of oversight, but the city mm. wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Mm. Um, rent reductions, you mean people go in there and the rent's capped at a certain amount? Or is it? Yeah, it's, it's income restricted. So, gotcha. like, based on your income, yes. uh, the rents, you know, that's how they sent the rent prices. Okay. Right. right. So that's, and those are fixed forever and they can never change? Well, no, 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 not exactly. <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> so, that's, that's what the consultants came out and said. Now, and this is the part where I have to tell you what the, you know, what the supporters of this program were, okay. said to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, said to the public, said to the city. Let me hear the PR. Yeah. yeah. Let me, hit, me, hit me with that Spin company it. line. Yeah. Um, so, they basically said that, that the consultants had the numbers wrong. Mm. And that really they expected rents to to stay low and that even though at the beginning the amount of property tax money that the city was going to be losing out um, would eventually be less than the amount of like rent reductions that were going to be made. So that's what they said. And they said like this program, it's it's a way to create this housing that like there's really no other subsidies, no other like – uh, funding mechanisms, yeah. like on the state level, on the federal level, on the on the city level, um, to be able to to create this workforce housing. So that was like their big selling point. They're like, hey, we're looking out for the person in the middle. Yeah, because the pitch of this deal was the appearance that the city didn't need to spend any money to create this affordable housing. Yes. I might be I might be jumping ahead here, but is it the right assumption to be like the city is catering to this like middle income crew yeah. because like they still have, even though obviously they're going to be missing out on like the property tax, mm-hmm. like these people still have money, yeah. right? Like they're yeah, gonna, disposable income. Ooh, yeah. They can yeah. send it back yeah. into no, the economy. We're, we're definitely going to get into that because okay. that's, that's definitely a part of this. So the other thing that, that Waterford and the CSCDA was, was telling Long Beach and all the other cities where they were trying to do these deals is that they would eventually be able to like cash out and like make all their property tax that they lost back plus some, plus mm-hmm. some profit. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't sound right. Yeah, they're like promising that is, but they don't have any like thing to back that up with. Like, well, I mean, the way that this was going to work was that like at the end of the deal, uh, you know, somewhere between fifteen and thirty years, the the city would take ownership of the ocean air and they'd be able to sell it and then like take um, that money to like replenish the the tax that they lost. So down the road, they're like thirty way years from now. Road. Don't worry, dude. Thirty way years from now, this is going to pay off. <laughs> thirty yeah, years yeah. from now, none of the politicians that are in <laughs> yeah, power right yeah, now would even going to be there. So in like down the line, when Naples is underwater, like yeah. we'll start making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't. Worry, dude. That'll be beachfront property, even more expensive. Hey, <laughs> the city's making money, dude. That's yeah, so true, though. it is. Oh, and the means the aquarium will be underwater. <sighs> well, let me find their fish. They'll be free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. that was like, yeah, fun. I know. Yeah, I saw you have a little moment there. Uh, so the city hired the consultants, right? That was that was who hired the consultants. Yes. So the city hires the consultants. The consultants say, "Hey, this is a bad deal," and then the guys making the deal were like. Damn it! Don't you, you gonna listen to a bunch of nerds? You gonna listen to a bunch of book nerds? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
no, 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 no. It trusts us. In 30 years, dude, this shit will pay off, dude. You remember Bitcoin? Don't you wish you were there oh for Bitcoin God. in 2009? Don't you wish you were bored and hungry? Don't you wish? Don't you wish? You're going to be kicking yourself if you don't sign these papers, dog. I know yeah. you, you're bring, hitting us with a bunch of facts, but have you seen the wine dispensers? <laughs> we got Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. <laughs> And and so like the the consultants pointed out that that one of the major reasons why the rent savings were going to be pretty underwhelming is that the families moving into the ocean era would be expected to pay thirty five percent of their income as rent and 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 additionally they'd also be on the hook for paying for utilities which that then raises the housing costs even higher mm-hmm. and and so the, the the kind of sketchy thing about this is that like. State and federal, the state and federal governments typically require affordable housing costs to include utilities, and they can be no more than thirty percent of a tenant's income. And this is all legal. Yeah, I mean it's it's legal because this is technically this technically isn't like affordable housing in the like traditional sense. Yeah, in the affordable sense. In the affordable <laughs> sense. No, 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 no. This is affordable for the middle. Often people forget it's about like affordable light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. often you forget about people who make ninety thousand oh, dollars. You always forget always, about them. Yeah. Oh. My bad. Yeah. And that, like, there is a need for this kind of housing. Sure. Like the, like the state has told the city that you need to create like over four thousand moderate yeah. income house, housing units by twenty twenty nine. But but that number is like. Much less than the than than the units for very low and low income yeah, homes yeah. that need to be created, and that's yeah. like about like over eleven thousand in that span. And I think it's worth pointing out that like the city constantly shoots itself in the foot, where it's like we just bend over backwards for people who are like, I don't want to build housing in my neighborhood here, East Long Beach. It's talking about you, yeah, right? Because you're like, it's going to bring in those people, right? Those, like we yeah. know what that means. Yep, yep. And on top of it, it's also like zoning is so restrictive, right? Like. So it's just, and, and, and the city doesn't want to put money into invest in for affordable housing. No, hell no. <sighs> this, it's such a funny, you're like, we were making an affordable housing project. Asterisks. You must earn 90 grand. <laughs> well, the funny part is, too, like, everything I'm just saying right now is, like, really not rocket science. It's no. like, do the easy, simple thing that makes sense. No, 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 no. Let's no, create no, no. a whole new scheme. We're going to make a deal with a deal on yeah. a deal. And if, we're gonna t- if you tell us that this is what's a- it's actually bad, uh, no, no, no. Don't right. listen to them. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. How much do these apartments cost? Yeah. How affordable are we talking, baby? So you can go you can go on the Oceaner website, Ooh. right? And you can see their listings. Yeah. And I think the mm-hmm. last time I checked was it was a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh a one bedroom, one bath, and we're talking six hundred and seventy square feet. Bachelor pad. I am a fireman and I need a bachelor pad. I'm gay, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Two thousand five hundred and ninety-two dollars a month. <laughs> And there's uh, there's two bedrooms are listed for three thousand five hundred forty nine. Wait wait wait! A one bedroom for two thousand five hundred ninety dollars a month. Yep. I I don't like wine that much. Like <laughs> the woman was too stunned to speak. What other know, amenities are there? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two thousand twenty point five, two point five k. What are, what other is there anything? That, there any there some like wine, cheese and crackers with yeah, those wine. Do bar, I get a do I get a butler? Like what is going on? <laughs> There is there is a ball. I think they call it a Bali style floating lounge. 
Okay, that makes sense. It's worth oh, it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're that right. You're right. I, you didn't mention they had hammocks. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. No, no, it's floating on water. Oh, whoa, Jesus, yeah. a lily pad dog. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Fucking hell. Ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. Fun. I'll do that. Two point five k for the rest of my okay, life. Okay, you can exploit me. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. And, and yeah, water that for, is affordable <laughs> for that. Uh, Waterford actually created a little marketing video to like, uh, oh god, to, to like talk about this new affordable housing opportunity for people. Searching for quality and affordable housing in California is tough. You know, it's there. It's really expensive here to live, um, and it's been a process even for the past couple of years. We've lost a good amount of teachers at our middle school that have moved out of the city just this year, like from COVID. We, we have had a high turnover just because living costs, because of the pandemic. Um, and I think if more services like this did exist, we wouldn't have such a loss of, of good community people. If things end up being too expensive, then it, I think it, it makes it a lot more difficult for us to picture ourselves living in nicer communities. Then we have to either work extra just to afford the living, or have to move really far in order to afford something convenient, um, especially because the cost of California is, is very expensive and everything keeps going up. If we didn't live and have this help, we couldn't even afford gas to get to the job, you know? It gets even down to that point where you're counting dollars instead of, you know, being able to do what I felt I was meant to do, which is help. Everybody wants a little piece of the American dream. My parents came out here from Ecuador. My sister and I, we saw them sacrifice so much for us. The fact that I'm able to afford living out here and still, you know, see my family, have a good job, have a nice place to live, it's a huge blessing. I hated that. Yeah, I, like, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. I have a lot of... <laughs> what is... That felt disingenuous, obviously, but also, like, I think fundamentally, it, it they're really trying to paint it like they're doing a really good thing by existing. The, the fact that you're talking about the economic struggle, girl, you're living in a luxury building. It's a luxury apartment. Right. And I get it. Like, I don't know. We need affordable housing for, like, people in the middle class, too, but so, also... Sometimes, sometimes my hand is too tired, and I can't lift up my hand to put my wine glass under the wine dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and, right, oh, and that's man. that. That raises that fundamental question of the city is is putting public funds towards this, you know, towards this deal, right? And who has the most urgent housing situation right. in the city? Yeah, and like, right. how should we prioritize that money? We're like, this is a difference between like a school teacher who's like struggling to make ends meet or whatever, or like figuring out the bills and and all that stuff, which is like a real struggle, and we don't want to discuss right. that. And then people who are in their car and don't. Right. qualify for a function section eight housing or you know like that's what we're talking about here to paint this all these people that look like they <laughs> look like they came out of an apple commercial <laughs> you know and i was gonna make i was gonna make a joke about like oh the city hates poor people what but like also i think you said mentioned this earlier because it's like everybody loses not just poor people right like because you mentioned like so many other like institutions right levels of government miss out on this tax revenue yeah, right. I mean, so if we think of where the where where property taxes typically go, not only is it into the general fund mm -hmm. for the city, but it also they also go to the county, mm. um, and they go into this to the school district. But that's a little bit of a different 
story just because the, the, that that's probably going to be backfilled by the state mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. county and city right and those those that goes to essential services yeah um right. and over the 30 year span right 43 million dollars of tax revenue lost mm-hmm. for this. these for these like 2.5k apartments that are quote unquote affordable right and so like the thing about this right and like the reason why we kind of spent some time talking about the housing crisis is because mm. like it is it is like a, a political headache right yeah. and like politicians do want to like go out there and say like we're creating like affordable housing mm-hmm. in your community mm-hmm. right and so like this this type of um arrangement this deal like it allows politicians to say look we're creating affordable housing without having to actually like house low-income residents in the downtown area <laughs> Oh, God. That's what it is. It's like, a, look, we got affordable housing, but none of those dirty, dirty, poor people. We got, right. like, affordable, like, for you, for you, the middle class person. Don't worry right. about it. The acceptable affordable housing yeah. residents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a The whole, politically convenient, mm-hmm. right, people who are, who are struggling economically. The people unquote. who are, you know, just based on income and demographics and shit are not going to be brown. Right. That's what it is. Right. Right. And so, like, how we explored in the first part of this episode, like, Long Beach has... Uh, a history of very deliberately trying to get higher income earners into the city and uh-huh. especially in the downtown mm-hmm. and uh-huh. at the expense of poor people, right? And like you just said, like this tax money, um, because it goes to like essential services, right? The, the people who use those services the most are like lower income people. And yeah. so like that ends up hurting them the most. Right, yeah. And so, but so this is a sneakier way of doing that, right? Like back then they used to just be like straight up to say like we're, Kicking out the poor's, but yeah, like now right. it's, it's done in a very convoluted way, and, yeah. it gets, and it looks politically like it's politically like it's, you're doing a good thing, you right. know? Yeah, it's the right. branding, it's the marketing, it's the PR, which we've already talked about. That right. Long Beach has a history of people with PR skills, right? So, like to to tie the bow on on this part of the discussion, mm-hmm. let me just go back to the consultants' report to kind of give like a final thought on on what they said about this deal. So, the consultants' report, like. Um, said that the, the need and urgency for middle-income income housing in Long Beach is much less urgent and critical than the need for lower-income housing, right? And of course. This is a, a direct quote. The housing cost burden for moderate-income households in Long Beach is much lower than in the rest of Los Angeles County or California more generally. So, oh, my God. So Long Beach didn't even need this as, like, urgently as, as L.A. County or, or, like, the state. <sighs> So, like you know, demographically. Like, to try to say, like, Long Beach is in desperate need for this yeah. is, you know, pretty easily dispelled. Yeah. So there's, like, a whole... Remember that SpongeBob clip where the, the, the fish guy is like, water, air. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, we are literally atmosphere. starving the people. Who, everybody's like, yo, like, people need help over here. Yeah. And the city's like, oh, okay, well, we'll go help these people who are like, okay, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you got you've got innovation. It's exactly what if you you go to a uh, a car crash and there's a guy with like a leg bleeding out and then there's another <laughs> My guy leg. with a yeah and then there's, yeah exactly and there's another guy with a bump on his head and you're like oh fuck we need like band aids on that head stat and the other guy's like bleeding out on the fucking floor. So who's getting rich off of this stuff? Ah, the real question, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who has the money? Yeah, dude, this is gonna be a good idea for somebody. So the way real estate deals like this typically work is that you buy a property, you 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 put in some of your own money, and you know maybe you get some investors to write you some checks too, mm. and like that's risky, right? Because of market conditions, like you, the, the property could lose value, right? Like if if rents go down, then like your revenue, um, you know, uh, goes down, and 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 therefore like you're gonna lose that investment, or you're at least going to lose part of that investment, right? So there's some risk involved. Yeah. Um, and like that risk is usually commensurate to the, the reward that you get. 
Um, but in this deal, like Waterford or CSCDA is not putting in any of their money. Like mm-hmm. there's they're, 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 it's all bond money um, and like tax breaks yeah. to cover, you know, to like cover the the cost and the cost of buying the property and like right. the, the bond payments, right? right? So they're playing with house money. So in a situation like this where there's just no risk, um, the consultant says, said in the report that the fees that they're paying themselves are, are very excessive. Um, and that's their word. They, they call them excessive fees. And like Waterford isn't, not, isn't doing nothing. Like they are, they are responsible for like maintaining the property mm-hmm. um, and, you know, doing like administrative work like around leases and like the CSCDA is bearing some costs that come with issuing the bonds. But again, like there is no risk for them. That's like imagine like not having to put your in, your own money into a deal. Right. Um, and then you like make it with millions of dollars up front. Yeah, like right. that. It's a great deal. It's, it's a, a really good deal for them. Yeah. So the, this developer, these like agencies, they were like just getting making more money because they're able to like pay themselves these more fees and there's no risk. There's no, nothing they're going to lose from it. It just, yeah, they can walk, they could, this thing could like completely collapse and they could walk away and, and, you know, still have like made millions of dollars off of this. It's such a, it's so fucked up that housing is, uh, you know, an investment. It's just on the fundamental level. Just that, zooming out a little bit. Okay, like, that part. Because, right, they're doing this of, like, we're in a housing crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this literally does, like, like a little bip in the, in the whole scheme of things. And then not even just, that. Not and even that. Not even it's that. Like, like yeah. out of the, you know, but, like, it's just making them richer, too. Yeah. And it's just, for, it's always, for, it's a profit motive, obviously. Right. Like, yeah. So you mentioned that the Ocean Air was bought using a bond, right? And who's going to pay that back? So that's something that, like, when I spoke to affordable housing experts and, and, like, people who have been taking a look at these types of deals for, Mm -hmm. you know, cities across the state, um, it's something that really, really alarmed them. In uh, love to hear that. Oh, cool, (laughs) great. Great. (laughs) You know, like this this deal is is kind of like a house of cards because, um, like. When they looked at the numbers, uh-huh. um, the amount of revenue that was going to be brought in, like from the rents, was not going to be enough to cover that bond payment. Mm. So, like that ratio of like net revenue, right, um, was not going to be able to cover like what basically like the equivalent of what a mortgage is, right? Mm. So, like, right, right. so there was going to be like typically when you go and take out a loan for these types of um, uh, transactions, like yeah. the bank wants to see that like the revenue that you're going to be bringing in is like actually more than the payment that you're going to be, ha- be having to pay on that loan. Sure. Yeah. Right. But in this case, that isn't the case. And so like a, a bunch of these um, affordable housing experts got together and they released a memo basically warning cities across the state, like there are certain things that you need to make sure are baked into these deals to mm. to really kind of like avoid getting into these like risky transactions that, that have a danger of defaulting in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like if the market has a downturn, like mm. that rent revenue is going to be even like even less. And, right. And it's going to be really difficult for them to pay these bond payments, right? So th- let me let me read you a, a quote just so, like, maybe to clarify this a little bit more from yeah. that memo. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, to avoid the project being extraordinarily risky and jeopardizing its future affordability, the project must be able to pay off all debt without relying on future income growth. Mm. Okay. So what that means basically is that, like, if that rent revenue starts going down, yeah, they're going to have to start raising the rents, right, in order to cover the bond right, payment. Right, right. So these quote unquote discounts that we're getting, like, you know, for the middle middle affordable housing people that are coming in there, the moment 
you know, the economy turns just a smidge, yeah, those yeah. discounts are over. You're going to have to jack up the rents to pay back these bonds. Yeah. Period. Essentially. Like, so when, when I try to ask Lenar about this, you know, like ask about their finances um, on on the ocean air, they didn't re- return a request for comment. So again, like this idea that this was a bailout was just something that people were kind of speculated from looking at the, the number of leases that the ocean air had. And if you're trying to figure out what's going on with the ocean air, it's probably just rule of elimination, Occam's razor, you're like, mm, money shit wasn't shaken out the way they wanted it to, so they probably figured out some type of scheme to figure it out. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. So you mean getting rid of all the rules for development in the downtown area and letting free market developers just take advantage and do whatever the hell they wanted? Backfired? Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine that. You're telling me the free market fucks poor people? What the hell? <laughs> So does the city get any kind of oversight in case this whole thing just collapses? Yeah, can and falls? if it's if they're branding it as affordable, <laughs> or do they have an ability to be like, no, 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 you can't There's raise a the safety rent. net, right? Yeah, yeah, you would think because the city is uh, is God dedicating. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> were really excited about that, oh, man. <laughs> a glimmer of hope. No, well, you know, you would, bedtime you would, story sucks. <laughs> you would think oh, because God. because the city is dedicating public funds to this, you would think like. They would have asked or negotiated some kind of oversight over this, right? Yeah. yeah. But there is there is none. And that's that's a part of the scary, you know, that, that, that is a scary part of this, right? So, like, so even if the city were to get wind that the rents were being raised in order to, like, cover that bond payment, they can't there's, do shit. there's no direct mechanism for the city to really enforce those affordability restrictions. That's so stupid. And, oh, my God. <laughs> that's so stupid. It's like the moment the economy goes bad. Oh, so you mean, like, mm, a couple weeks from now? Like, fucking. <laughs> you think, like, a virus is just going to, like, come out of nowhere? Yeah, and dude. Our Another one? Another, the fucking variant or whatever, dude? Ugh. And, like, the details of this are, are buried really deep in, in this, like, 600-page, like, bond agreement. Oh, my God. And, and in it, it says that CSCDA and Waterford will ultimately be responsible for making, quote, best efforts, un- end quote, <laughs> to meet affordability Ooh. restrictions. So, so that's as far efforts. as it goes. Is that legally defined, best efforts? <laughs> you tell me. In court, best oh, efforts? Oh, my God. Hey, is a judge coming down? Did you try your darndest? We sure did. And then we had to get more money. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do my best effort to pay my tickets, you know? I'm going to do my best yeah, effort to pay my tickets. Yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. dude. Fucking A, man. Um, and so th- this lack of local oversight was actually one of the reasons why the city of San Jose rejected a similar type of deal in their city. They were just oh, like, no, okay, San this Jose, is... We see yeah, you. there are other cities that are like, ah, oh, we're not duped. Oakland, I believe, also rejected oh, uh, a similar deal. And there right. have been cities, right? There have been cities that have said, like, no, this is too risky, too untested, and there's no oversight. Not us, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cool. <laughs> Um, Long Beach is like, love that for you. We're, like, We're going to yeah. continue. Listen, mm. I don't know about you, but I love getting our ass kicked by <laughs> developers. <laughs> I don't know about you, but this throuple is hot. This is good, and it's steamy, and I love losing money. <laughs> um, so so, so the, one of the other things that experts told me was that if this project, if this like arrangement ends up like falling short of the money that they need to to pay off their 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 um, the debt obligation, oh, yeah, the, the, the bonds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that it, it can start running into major management and maintenance problems, right? Like there's oh. no, <laughs> they course, do have the, there are there are some reserves that wait, are like wait, 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 wait. they're gonna run out of wine in the. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are gonna get the uh, what about the floating the floating couches? Gonna they gonna, they're gonna sink. Oh no! They're gonna go back to Francia, dude. <laughs> Fucking a! 
the, there's the there's some line? there are some like re, there's like some reserve accounts that are that are built into this thing, but like they, they can burn through that, and like if it gets bad enough, uh, um, mm-hmm. and like you know the experts told me that like if the upkeep starts failing and like it you know it starts uh, you start having management problems, you start having like neglect of yeah. the property, then yeah. this is going to adversely affect the tenants, the very tenants that everyone's saying like is yeah. going to benefit from this, the, right? Yeah. It'll adversely affect the neighbors and just right. like the general public safety of the area, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What slum buildings in Long Beach could never, could never. <laughs> and who's going to be responsible for that? Is going to be like the code enforcement is going to have to come out. Like, yeah. There's going to have to be like police that come, yeah. you know, that, that increase like their their presence in the area because like this building is just, um, you just, know, it's like the upkeep is, is yeah. failing. So this luxury apartment is not going to be luxury for long. So if you look at the Yelp reviews of the Ocean Air, <laughs> I love me a Yelp. They're kind of spicy, and these are these are like pretty recent. I'd say in the last year. Hold on, like, is, is it a different tone than the video we watched? Is it going to well, be a different you, you vibe? Tell me. Let me read you. Oh, let me okay, read you a couple. okay. So, let me read these Yelp reviews. So one reviewer they said that the Ocean Air is quote barely better than a polished turd. Whoa! Okay, how big of a turd though? Yeah. How many stars? <laughs> <laughs> is that one star. Is that a one, one star there? Turd. A polished uh, turd. Yeah, I think we got it. Is that a podcast title? Maybe <laughs> polished turd. God, it's my new Twitter name. Hey, hey. Um, and another reviewer said it was bursting at the seams from intentional ne- negligence. Oh wow, oh, how eloquent. Well, I mean, literally every building in Long Beach. Yeah, so honestly, well, right? real. It's like, yeah, but they're but not two point five k. Yeah, exactly. No, I was gonna say, but they don't look like you know, like polished turds. Yeah, right? yeah. And like, there's a lot of complaints in there. Um, you know, talking about how there's just like people breaking into the building. Building and like just people coming to the common areas, going to the pool, and just Ugh. like the, like there's just no security. Wait, this isn't affordable for you, okay? Get out of here! <laughs> Damn, at me Scram. next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I remember like when this was like uh, you know being talked about in like the local news and stuff, and I was I was the I didn't understand how complex and the finance it all worked, but yeah. So this ends up going to city council in February of 2021 mm-hmm. for approval. Well, what did they say? Like, did they? Put like a microscope onto all this stuff, or yeah. like people pointing out problems, right? I think the consultant's body was found in the bottom of the river, <laughs> <laughs> underneath the floating. Yeah, the underneath, little, underneath yeah. The, he was found <laughs> in the floating lily pad couch situation they got there. They it was like, damn, management's really letting the yeah. slip around yeah. here. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Oh, the city man. code enforcement is going to be wine. Yeah, pours <laughs> wine into it. God, we're out of Pinot Noir. No, no. So this was um, there was this. this Sailed right through council. Sailed it was one of the last items, I believe, the uh, during this like February meeting last year. Uh, there was nobody in the room really. It was just the only person that spoke publicly, I believe, was like a lobbyist for Waterford who just, yeah. like, <laughs> was like telling the council how great this thing was going to be. He was holding mm. up the check he was giving them. Like <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like the the JPA, right? The, the CSCDA. Yeah, the SCDA. Yeah. The SCDA. Um, yeah. They've been like. We mentioned they've been doing these deals all over California, yeah, right? And so yeah, yeah. their MO is that they kind of like identify um, like a developer, like real like real estate company in mm. in in the area where they've identified a building that they want to like convert, like in in this way. Yeah, and then they use that that company that has all these like political connections to sort of like get into these these. Uh, the offices of the elected officials and kind of mm-hmm. just like lobby them and like yeah. basically like give them that narrative right and like yeah. and, and then it seems like from the meeting um that that 
the, the council just completely bought Waterford's side of this. Right? Yeah, if you're a part-time city council member and some guy comes in there right. and says, hey, this is affordable housing, slam dunk, don't worry about it. And the consultant's like all tied up and with duct tape on his mouth. He's like, <laughs> and they're just like, eh, don't worry about it. He's a numbers guy. Don't worry about him. And then they vote and then they're money, please. And it's over. Yeah. Please, you said, you said it sailed through. Does that mean 9-0? 9-0 unanimous. Oh, right. oh my God. Right. So were city staff actually kind of like, yo, I don't know about this thing. Was here. there any like shaking the trees a little? I mean, I heard from multiple sources that, that people inside um, the city's development services department were not happy with this, right? Uh, and like even okay. the, pre- the even the presentation that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple people in there being like, like, "Listen, they say they have Merlot, but it's only only." <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was, you know, there was in the presentation that council received from city staff. There there were some um, concerns that they brought up, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like like we mentioned earlier, that that consultant report was not included. Um, with the documents that 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 were attached to the item that, that night, got, right? it wasn't included at no, all. No, they they summarized some of the points in their presentation to councils, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, it was not there. So like the public was not able to look at it. So here's a clip from the council meeting. Love it. Item twenty's report from Development Services to enact moderate income deed restriction on the existing Oceanair apartment project. Thank you, Mayor, members of City Council, uh, Alex Chern with Englander, Kanabi, and Allen. Uh, representing Waterford. Um, I know it's a complex issue structurally, but I think it checks a number of housing boxes and policy boxes for the city. So I think this is incredibly consistent with where the city wants to head long term. And I'm glad that we can launch this as a pilot project um, to uh, to see the benefits similar to what other cities have enacted. Um, and lastly, just echo the sentiments raised. Waterford is a good actor in the city, good partner to uh, launch this uh, pilot program with. Um, so thank you very much. Thank you. That concludes public comment for this item. Thank you. Roll call vote, please. Aye. 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 Motion carried. So Uranga said that he called the program program a great experiment. Uh, and Zendaya's comment was really weird because she said, any housing that is developed is going to help our housing crisis, right? And like, this isn't, no new housing was going to be built here. That's not true. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> objectively false. And also that. that I mean, oh. That's just not true. Uh, Richardson said, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, well. It don't though. Clearly, these are comments that just don't, like, from, like, you're not understanding what's going on here, right? Like, I don't even know that I'm fully understanding what's going on here. Yeah. But I know it's not that. It's yeah. not that. Right, yeah. And especially if I'm looking at it like, oh, San Jose rejected this. Um, you know, right. what other cities that, rejected this. That all sounds sketch. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty concerning that, uh, you know, during public discussion of such a complicated and controversial item that there was, like, barely any, like, any, like, concern expressed by by our right. elected officials right i think right. uh council member suli saro was the only one who kind of very lightly like brought raised the, the this question of like mm. should we be giving i mean all these tax breaks right to this project and, yeah but that was it like she still voted for it like yeah. there was not yeah. really uh there wasn't a robust sort of discussion about this right from our elected officials which is yeah. you know it's kind of scary is which scary. is wild to me also because of i think about like the more like conservative members of the city council so like daryl supernaut yeah. susie price stacy mungo mm-hmm. like al austin who tend to be like real fiscal hawks like there's yeah. nothing fiscally responsible that that's Comes really? into my so, mind out of well, this, I mean, right? Like, and they're just, they all voted for this. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I have it from a reliable source that the city manager, Tom Monica, was the one who directed um, city staff to to 
keep the consultant's report under wraps. No. Yeah. Of course he did. So he of saw that. She was like, oh, like, oh that's not like, pretty. No. <laughs> oh, boy. What's his motivation so wait, behind Wait, it? then how yeah. did, wait, 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 but how, oh, did you, how did you find it? Uh, so it, all, it it only emerged months later as an appendix to a report on, you know, that project that San, that San Jose actually rejected. Oh, wow. So that's how I got a hold of it, um, buried, just buried right in these, like, in these council documents from San Jose. Tell oh. me, this is, my, this is my fantasy going on. Tell me you, like, I need to speak to the city manager. Yeah, what and, happened? Like, <laughs> please tell me you did. How did you, uh, yeah. Go so ahead. yeah, so uh, last year when 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 the city manager Tom Odica and Mayor Garcia had uh -huh. this uh, press conference to unveil the budget, uh -huh. um, mm. it's one of the few times that they actually like hold a press conference where you can like <laughs> attend yeah, yeah, yeah. and like as you know like as as a journalist go up and like ask yeah. them questions. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so I went, uh, you know, naturally I went there. <laughs> <laughs> naturally, naturally, <laughs> naturally. Um, Right, and I, I essentially asked them like, why, why did they like support this? Like, why, um, why did this like pass so easily despite yeah. this like very stark warning from the consultant? I love that. I love that. Yeah, get him, get him. And um, you know, Garcia claimed that he 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 kind of played dumb. He played very dumb because he said he didn't know the details <laughs> of this He's particular like, wait, wait, deal. Wait, wait, wait. What city is that in? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't know. He didn't know the details of this, and he really didn't say anything. It was very wishy washy. But the the, the sort of funny thing here is that well, it's not really funny. But, yeah. but like, yeah. there's lo there's like uh, lobby lobbying disclosures that show that Waterford had a lobbyist in Garcia's office. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> Did you pull out the receipts right there in front of him? Gooped and gagged. Uh, no, uh. no, not not. Didn't have the opportunity there because the thing hard. about this is that you get like you get, one question, I mean, you, get, you get one question, and then they dump you in a tank. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Dang. we can we can play we can play a clip of the press conference. Let's just listen. so people get an idea. Let's listen. Okay. Hi, uh, Kevin Flores from Forth.org. I've got a question for Mayor Garcia. Last February, the city council approved a deal to forego up to $43 million in property taxes. And in exchange, the Ocean Air building downtown would be converted into income-restricted housing. However, a memo from the consultant hired by the city found that the deal leaves Long Beach with, quote, modest affordability benefits, a financial structure that is misaligned with city interests, and a return on public investment that does not provide clear justification for participation. Do you think the city is getting a fair shake here, and do you support this program? I think staff actually recommended that project, and I think it was passed unanimously by the city council, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, know, I don't know the details of every single project, but I'm, I'm assuming it's, it was the co conversion to like workforce or moderate income housing. Correct. Yeah. Right? So it's the building right behind you, right be, uh, back there, the Ocean Air. This is a brand new program. Uh, it's a pilot program. A lot of cities were looking at it. Uh, as we do, we get pretty deep into the details and we looked at every aspect of that transaction. There are some concerning things because it's a brand new program and we outlined what those are, but we also recommended that we go forward and do one uh, pilot program with that because it does create uh, and takes luxury apartment buildings right now and turns them into affordable housing units. Just a quick follow-up for the city manager. Uh, the consultant report that I'm referring to was excluded from the documents attached to the council agenda when this Ocean Air deal was approved. Why was the consultant's report kept from the public? We summarized it just like any time we get uh, reports. Um, those are all public documents. If anyone wants it, they can have it. Uh, we did about 12 pages, if I remember, of uh, what was in that like 30 page or 40 page and, and disclosed uh, the major topics and stuff. So if anybody wants to see a copy of that, um, it's available. Okay, so why, why, why would they play dumb and just let this thing pass through city council? Yeah. 
Well, you, you, we can only guess, right? Um, but, <laughs> but let me. Let, I, I mean, mean, if I, you know, listen, as a layman, probably money, right? <laughs> money on it. Yeah, if I use you know, money. So one of the, the, and this is something that was that other media outlets that just didn't even touch, right? When they reported on on these these deals, right? The LA Times wrote a story about it, didn't talk about this. The, mm. the Press Telegram, I believe, wrote something about it, didn't mm. didn't mention mm. the campaign. Donations. Are there reporters alive at Press Telegram? <laughs> <laughs> We're just checking on Rich. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we you, somebody give him a call. I'm pretty sure it's just skeletons and old send Facebook them, comments. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Send them, check up on them. <laughs> Campaign donations, right? Which is it's such a critical thing to report about when there's something that that that's been clearly been pointed out that is not in the public interest, and yet the yeah. city is like pouring tax breaks into this, right? So like. That's something that's kind of essential. Like, yeah. as as a, as a reporter, Hell like yeah. you should be looking at those political connections. 30, there is thirty that. years, right, of tax breaks and shit before they can sell it. Could be up to thirty. Could, Could be, be up, up to thirty. 30. Years. Yeah, yeah, that's a big, that's a lot of money. So I did report on that, and so yeah. uh, Waterford, its yeah. executives, and their spouses have donated Dang. about one hundred and thirty thousand oh. dollars to the campaigns of yes, Long Beach politicians. Yeah, so you can so that you can, you know, meet those rules that you have your spouse donate. Oh my god. And and those numbers might be outdated because the last time I checked that was about a year ago. So, oh, okay. you know, since then Robert Garcia has like yeah. has a He's congressional a campaign. Yeah. Richardson's running for mayor. Yeah. And so is Susie Price. So like those that oh, could actually be higher. Yeah. Oh um, my god. And so remember playing. I said remember mm-hmm. the name Sean Rawson. Yeah. Yes. So to remind people, he's a, he's a co-founder, one of the co-founders of um, Waterford, and mm-hmm. and this guy is like in there with politicians mm-hmm. here in the city. So mm-hmm. he's hosted campaign events for council member uh, Mary Zendejas okay. for her re-election campaign, um, and recently in June he was um, he was uh, advertised as being at a uh, at a campaign event for Vice Mayor Rex Richardson, who's mm-hmm. running for mayor. So mm-hmm. so he's like involved with yeah. all of these folks. Not only running for re-election, just like involved with their their whole their whole thing. Dang, I mean, it's because he's getting all this fucking city money, like taxpayer money, on the uh, on the back end with this deal. Yeah, of course it is he's just gonna, a fun little yeah, it's a little circle jerk, little circle. <laughs> Oh, circle jerk. You can oh say it. Oh, my. Auto fellatio. Well, <laughs> <laughs> with, like, money. Yeah, yeah but with, like, money, though. <laughs> I, I interviewed Mr. Rawson for the, you know, for the article I wrote, and I, I asked him about this. Like, I said, like, you guys are, are making a killing off of this deal. Yeah. You're not putting any risk in it. Like, mm. and you're getting a bunch of tax breaks from the city. So, And he like, said, yeah, and laughed and walked like, away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and people might see that as... as suspicious like when you also take a look at the campaign donations that you've given you know the people who approve this deal right so i asked them that and let me tell you what he said this is his quote oh Um, god i will tell you that we are active in local politics Mm -hmm. i live in long beach i love the city and i'm a believer in good governance and good politics and like any stakeholder no different than all the who's who in long beach we are active supporters of people that we think are good elected leaders and that's it Pours wine from the wine dispenser. You know what's amazing about that? <laughs> what's amazing about that quote is how much nothing that says. <laughs> that is just like he's like got a he had a card in front of him. You know, like that's that's nothing. That's a oh fucking my god. I mean, Daniel James, you're, you y'all are, are, are stakeholders in the city, right? You live here. You, 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 right? <laughs> hey, listen, do who you, doesn't have galas with their politicians? Oh, you know, do you donate one hundred thirty thousand dollars to? 
to oh god to, to, to only the campaigns yeah, yeah. elected uh, officials on a bad day fucking <laughs> <laughs> just because we care care about our community yeah i care about my community oh so my gosh much, dude oh okay so like we've talked about how much of a boondoggle this is that this is a husk of a deal yeah like of any kind of like affordable housing promise so what happened when what happens when this deal ends like what well, Does it ever? So, he's, this is another another like place where like red flags were can raised. Can you just like give us good news? Like, it's all once? like the thing all is like every is red flags. Yeah. Just like was like there's bullet points of like in this consultant report of just like this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. This is wrong. Like, this is this is a potential risk. A potential risk. So when a deal ends, uh, anywhere between fifteen and thirty years, yes. uh, the <laughs> the ownership. Cool. Of, you know who the hell knows where we're going to be at? But, right. Right. Uh, the ownership of the ocean air gets transferred to the city. So the city then gets to own the ocean air. Yay. So, and that's the point where, like we mentioned, the city can then decide to sell the property to try to recoup all that lost property tax it gave up. Mm. But there's a catch. There's a catch. Um, catch. The proceeds of that sale, so like any like money that gets paid that that some that a buyer pays the city to take over the ocean air. Yeah. That has to go to like any outstanding debt and fees that still remain from that bond, right? So that's a balloon payment that that could potentially total over a hundred million dollars, according to the consultants. Oh, we so right? we, we we're gonna owe money. We're gonna owe money on money, like even and down the line when we supposedly are gonna be making money on the money we lost. Oh man, yeah. So that's just a sinkhole uh, for cash, and then a bunch of people that are not the city council people now. So I just want to connect that you were all about like there's no risk for all these really rich people, but it sounds like no <laughs> risk. For all of us in the public, in yeah. the city, and taxpayers, right? Yeah, and and yeah, there's no tell. It's hard to, you know, like you can't predict what's going to happen with the market, like especially 15 to 30 years from now, yeah. right? But like if the market conditions are not good for a sale, like that that payment could be so high that the city doesn't even get get to like replenish that last that last lost tax revenue yeah and so like that's a problem right so it's like the city's like all the way at the bottom of the totem pole here right like waterford and cscda they're like profiting up front and like throughout these like 15 to 30 years yeah it's not till the complete end of this deal that this the city kind of gets has the potential to get theirs so Mm. then what happens to like the tenants the people living there oh god so that's that is dicey when the city gets ownership of the ocean air um, and they want to sell it, they're going to have to choose, like, who they want to sell it to, right? So they can either sell it to, like, a for-profit buyer mm-hmm. or they can sell it to a non-profit buyer. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is that, like, if they sell it to a, a for-profit buyer, it's going to be market, like, market yeah. rate. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's an incentive to do that, right? Because you can get a higher price for yeah. the ocean air. Yeah. Right. Capitalism, maybe. Yeah. This is not going to be affordable for long. Like, yeah. Even if it's already hasn't had the rents raised or whatever, which it probably will by then. Right. And then if they try to sell it to a nonprofit housing provider, it's going to be for much less. And then so that means less money to pay all that outstanding debt and then less money to try to recoup on that lost property tax. So, mm. yeah, there's a there's a hard financial incentive there to like sell it to someone who's going to raise jack up the rents and then those tenants you know like they might get displaced yeah um and that's one important thing to note there is that this deal only goes for 30 years and traditionally like affordable housing has a covenant that yeah that like secures those affordable rents for 55 years yeah so that's how so that that's a that's a pretty big difference right between like yeah. traditional affordable housing and this kind of deal right right this is it fucks the people, it fucks the city, it fucks like 
the <laughs> whoever is living there. Like on every level, this is bad, and it's not only just bad now; it's going to be bad, like throughout the changing landscape of the city. <laughs> yeah. So, like experts have pointed out that, like this, the way that this thing is structured, where like the city then has to make a decision at the end of the deal, like who to sell it to, that it it makes the local government into like a speculative investor. Yeah. Right, and mm. that's not like. That's not the job of the government. Like no. the, the government, right? The government's not supposed to be like making these like risky investments and then like hoping that like they can make a profit down the road. Like that's right. that's not a like conservative way to like like make sure that public funds aren't wasted on like right. on, on these like speculative deals. Um, also, it's right. a deal that beyond just speculative. It's also been like. It's it's really beyond risky. Like risky feels like too nice of a word to put on it. Yeah. It's like it's a shit deal. Like the government shouldn't be making deals like that. Period. Yeah. Uh, so I'm putting you on notice here because I've noticed a pattern. Every time I ask you a question, you get more bad news. <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna say, but tell like, are there more of these middle income housing schemes in Long Beach? Uh, yeah. There's so. After we published um, the, the the piece on the ocean air, <laughs> um, the city came back and said, we're going to create new parameters for, like, future um, deals oh. like this. And, you know, we're going to, like, close mm-hmm. a couple of the loopholes. So, yeah. so one of the things, like, they said was, like, um, that affordability needs to actually be maintained for 55 years, like, kind of like traditional affordable mm, housing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also that there needs to be a fee that gets paid to the city in order to, like, reimburse uh, for that lost property, property tax. tax. Okay. So, right, like, it makes it... A bit better, yeah. I guess, but I feel like you're just putting like band aids on a on somebody who's just yeah. Like, it's already you know, like like Tony Collette style falling down the stairs. <laughs> like you are, you're done already. You're done. Like there's that band aid is not going to help you. No, it's 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 you've already it's already still baked in that like this is quote unquote affordable housing for like the the middle class ish. But even then, it's like people that are almost making six figures. Like it's already yeah. You're putting you're you're trying. <laughs> Throw the whole shit out and then start from scratch. Make it actually affordable. These weird luxury deals are not good, Yeah. period. So after they put those guardrails in place, um, they did uh, strike another deal, um, another one of these like middle-income housing deals. Mm. Uh, And that was done with with a mid-block plot. Uh, mid-block the mid block plot. Mid block, <laughs> mid-block plot. What a! It's not as sexy as Ocean Air. I'll it's, say that. So it's it's a piece of land where it's the piece of land where the old city hall uh, used to stand. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. downtown. Yeah, yeah. 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 In between okay. Lincoln Park and the New Civic Center. Gotcha. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that, that's like I remember the plan for that land has kind of like been stalled for a while just because there's been financial issues. Mm-hmm. With a developer, but like earlier this year, um, that same JPA, uh, uh-huh. CSCDA, yeah, the SCDA, SCDA um, <laughs> they purchased that 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 land for oh, four hundred ninety million dollars <laughs> using bonds. Oh, using that. bonds okay, to cool. do was a very similar, um, you know, a kind of similar conversion there. So um, you're, you're th- sitting here and you're telling me we got more of this shit coming. That's well. That one's done. That's already passed through. That's already passed through. (laughs) Yeah. There's another fucking deal like that. Um, There's been like a hinting of another deal that involves Cal State Long Beach. Ooh, Um, don't do it, girl. You in danger. Get out. (laughs) Mary Zendejas um, at a council meeting recently, like announced it publicly, Mm. um, but didn't give very many details. Like she just said, there's another one of these deals in the works and involves. 
um, you know, an effort to try to house uh, faculty and students from Cal State Long Beach. And mm. kind of that's really all she said. Mm. Um, but like I was able to get documents that gave more details about this. Um, <laughs> I love that. This, you know, we haven't, this hasn't been made public yet, but so this is kind of a first time here for the. There's real cheese man. Um, this is a real cheese man right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, government verified cheese Government verified cheese man. We love it. So, so the documents that were shared with me show that like they want to do a big middle-income housing deal with three buildings downtown, and it's the Alamitos, which is on Alamitos Avenue. Mm, I don't yeah. know if you know which is that very boxy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Lin- like the Alamitos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Linden, which I believe is next to Berlin Bistro. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then the Pacific which is um, on 3rd Street. And it's all the same developer, right? Because it's all the same yes, kind of vibe. it's all owned by Saris Regis Group. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so it's a total of 348 units. So it's it would, yeah, it would be a lot of the... Oh, my God. A lot of, a lot of housing that would go, fall under this middle-income program. I am thinking about, like, hearing all of this and just, like, you know, especially even the, like, oh, well, here, we'll try and create some guidelines and try and fix it. We talked about the Band-Aid. Yeah. But it's just, like, when the entire premise of how we provide housing housing in our in our society is all around like well it's it needs to be profitable for people right it's a total disregard that housing is one housing's a human right yeah you know like regardless of like at the end of the day if we want to take care of a society and if local government is going to provide that public good yeah we need to provide housing not like well let's try and make it profitable yeah we got to make sure we make some money in this deal but then there's also the level of this this is not just like this is extremely exploitative profitable yes, right like yes. this is ridiculous it's like not only is this fucked up on a socialist level of like housing as a human right it's also just a bad fucking deal and it makes me think about i don't did you see that clip i think i like i saw it on twitter where like the house the hud secretary came to la recently and met with like karen bass and a bunch of people and we're talking about like look are we need to do everything we can to make a developing housing profitable for developers Mm. and it's like if that's the whole premise People are gonna lose out if you are losing at the game of capitalism. You're shit out of luck, dude. It's like, what? Why do we have homeless people? Like, you can't even connect the two dots. Yeah. Man. Ugh. And these, I mean, this deal is so convoluted. It's like, it's like doing, trying to do Twister, right? And like, they twist Hell themselves yeah. up into this pretzel to try to like figure out a way. So that like some these real estate interests can still make money, right? And, and, and it's yeah, and it's literally like these city council members are like, well, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter. Here's a four hundred dollar check. Okay, you got it. You got it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, if 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 the city council is being pressured by Waterford to sort of like ram this thing through, um, I'm sure some of that pressure ended up, you know, being directed towards uh, you know, Tom Odica, right? In your experience, Kevin, like, what do you, like, when this kind of stuff is going on, like, what is, like, the way people can, like, really, like, up, like, upend some of this stuff or uproot it or, like, try and stop it in its tracks? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say one of the things that you could do is, like, try to pay attention to the city council and, mm-hmm. you know, your local city council here in Long Beach. And, and you know, we, like, we have a, like, a, uh, an Instagram account where we... Um, summarize some of these items, you know, in like oh, plain so terms. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. What is the uh, LBC meeting? LBC notes, meeting right? notes. Uh, mm-hmm. L- it's LBC MTG NOTES. Um, you can find the summaries of um, city council items um, before the council meeting starts okay. on on the Instagram account. And then we have a Twitter account with the same handle that live tweet 
moderates the council meetings. Love that. Yeah. Love that. And it's, I think like yeah. that's such an important point because I think, you know, and obviously it seems like really basic to be like, oh, you just got to follow along and know what's going on. But like, that's where you start, right? Because it starts with those conversations and the more that people know about it, right? And start understanding like why these things are just horrible deals in the first place. Like that, that's how literally any kind of, of, of movement or any change starts, right? This shit's so shady. And it's so shady from the jump, and even just the the branding of affordable housing on it, like you shouldn't even put that name on there. Yeah, this is middle income housing for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be middle income for maybe a couple of years. You know, and and I would you know I'd say the the public should scrutinize these types of like public private. Um, partnerships anytime they come up and anytime anytime there's like tax breaks involved mm. or just like straight up subsidies you know that there should be some suspicion around that and like you know you should look into it a little bit more before mm. you just believe what you know businesses are telling you or what the even your own city council person's telling you hell yeah I, I loved your recap of this this was like so riveting and also we'll put it in the show notes I know don't give me that <laughs> look we're gonna put it in the show notes All right, but like there is literally like in like a nine part like this is all on the website of all the things that you dug into this. Like it's yeah. so good. It's so so good. There's like videos and stuff like that. So whatever your attention span is, go check it out because it's yeah. Good. You can find all of that on the fourth uh, website, fourth.org. We'll link it in the show notes. F O R T H E dot org. Check it out. It's it's so comprehensive. I thank you for losing your whole summer for us. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is like you went full Pepe Sylvia. You had the whole like dartboard Dead with ass. the fucking like all the red string kind things together, <laughs> all the movers and shakers. And it is really like this would if I were just looking at this at a city council meeting and I just saw it come up, I would it would just breeze right by me. And yeah, then it takes these. This is how shady shit happens. You yeah, know? This, is yeah. How, this is how it happens. And <sighs> you know, I think and and just to like also add to that is that that we are a volunteer organization so all of this work i spent like hundreds of hours on this and that yeah. all yeah. volunteer work so yeah. you know if folks um you know would like to donate to us if they want to keep having this kind yes. of investigative reporting in in long beach yeah please go to our website donate you know if you can't afford that like at least share our stuff give us a like give us a follow um we really appreciate that we, we need to have community support in order to like keep this project going yeah I'm going to go change my Twitter name to Polished Turd. PRB. So. <laughs> God damn. I'm exhausted. That was, I am so tired. I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of Tom Modica. I'm tired of all these shady ass bitches. Oh my God. Coming in here and grifting people and putting the city on the hook and the people on the hook for the next 15 to 30 years. Yeah. Those people in that video we saw, they're not going to be happy in five years. Mm -hmm. I give it five. We should place bets on how long they're going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Well, thank you for joining us, Kevin Flores. Go follow him on yeah, Twitter. You have good you tweets. So you always, the always They're put out the tweets. most. Yeah. Yeah, let me fuck my Twitter. <laughs> 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 Your Twitter, what is what is uh, you got a mixtape, dude? As, <laughs> I'm, at, I'm I'm at, at uh, reporter K Flores. Reporter okay, K Flores. Reporter K Flores. We'll tag you in all the stuff. Hey. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at LB Cheeseman on Instagram and Long Beach Cheeseman on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or follow-ups yourself, you can message us at those socials or at lbcheesman at gmail.com. We should probably check the email at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, shit. <laughs> Long Beach Cheesman is brought to you in collaboration with Forth.org, a home for Long Beach grassroots art and media. If you're interested in supporting Watchdog Journalism y más, you can donate to Forth via Patreon at patreon.com slash F-O-R-T-H-E-L-B-C. 
I've been Daniel Spear. And I'm homophobic. Just kidding, I'm James Spato. <laughs> <laughs> stay queer and stay radical. Bye. Bye. Bye.